What's up, Penguins fans? Happy Monday, December 5th. Uh, another big week for this hockey team coming up. Three games this week for your Pittsburgh Penguins. It starts on Tuesday against the Columbus Blue Jackets, and then they go to Buffalo on Friday, and then they will, they will come home to play the Sabres for the final time uh, this season on Saturday. So a lot to get into for this week's episode. Starting for today, of course, we're going to recap the game against the St. Louis Blues, touch on the biggest things that happened. Obviously, the, the, the first segment will be about the Jordan Bennington thing with Jason Zucker and just overall thoughts about the game. And then later on in the show, we will be previewing the game against the Columbus Blue Jackets as the Penguins look to continue to tear up the Jackets as they uh, they just beat them almost every time they play each other at this point. So um, that will take up the meat of today's episode, and it's all coming up right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes, remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes, follow the show's Twitter at LOR Store Penguins, and of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. I apologize if I'm sounding a little under the weather. Um, on Sunday of all days, I'm feeling great over the weekend, just moved to Pittsburgh, and of course, on Sunday, I start feeling like a little, like an itch in my throat. It's kind of continued into today, so I think I'm battling a small cold right now. I don't think I have COVID again for the second time in three months. I think that's just a little... Uh, just a, a little too soon to get it, especially after I managed to not get it for about two and a half years. Um, oh, that time of year. So, you know, it's a nice little welcome to the Steel City here. But, you know, I'm hoping to um, feel a bit better by tomorrow. So I'm kind of at, I don't know, 75, 80% right now. But, you know, of course, have to get episodes in for you all. I'm, I'm not like having a fever or anything. It's just a tickle in my throat. But um, let's get into the meat for today's episode. And you know, the biggest Talking point from that game against St. Louis. Remember, a 6-2 Penguins win. They have now won nine of their last 13 games, seven out of nine overall. They are now also in the first um, wild card spot. Just a couple points behind the Islanders, three points behind the Hurricanes for second. Uh, and that was the whole Jordan Bennington situation with Jason Zucker. Uh, so for those that missed it, uh, I think, you know, it's been over 48 hours at this point. I don't know how you wouldn't have, how you would have missed it. Um, Jason Zucker skating around the net. Bennington comes out to play the puck and just gives him a nice big face wash. Just puts puts a, you know, puts his hand to his head, uh, his face. Excuse me. Zucker goes down a hard. But he maybe he sold it just a little bit. Uh, Bennington gets a four minute double minor. Eventually gets reduced, uh, and then, you know, just a few minutes later, Penguins make it three one, and then Zucker makes it four one, and Bennington gets pulled. He comes out of the net. Basically, just talks a bunch of crap to the Penguins bench. Jason Zucker had his famous like, "What do you want me to do, man?" And Penguins bench is barking at him, telling him to go off the ice. He gets a ten minute game misconduct. He's kicked out of the game. Um, you know, I, mean, I understand that's a frustrated Blues team, but that just goes to show how Jordan Bennington is probably the biggest crybaby in hockey. I mean, and this is this is who he is. And I tweeted this out, and I had some weird Blues fans come in my mentions to defend him. I don't really know why. You know, he. Jordan Bennington is who Flyers fans, Capitals fans, Rangers fans, every fan base that hates the Penguins, he is who those people think Sidney Crosby is at this point. Literally. L- literally. 
And Sidney Crosby ha- hasn't done anything close to that throughout his career. So I don't even know why people think that he's still a crybaby. I think that joke do- died in 2012. <clears throat> Excuse me, to be honest with you. But, you know, I mean, I just, I just have no respect for him it just in this game. I think a lot of players are also losing respect for him as well. I mean, heck, even Craig Berube, after the game, and this was, I don't know who the reporter was that was asking Berube about uh, the situation with Biddington. He, he had some, asked some really nice questions. Um, and, you know, he was grilling Berube a bit, and he's, he even said, he's like, yeah, goalie has to be better too. And the reporter asked, do you think that's just him losing his cool? And he and Berube said, yeah, you know, it is. He goes, you know, we don't – he basically said that we don't have time for this. He needs to focus on stopping the puck, and it's gotten old. And when your head coach is saying something like that and someone who – Played a bit rough back in his day. You know, he was a pretty physical player, you know, lived on the edge. You know, he's no stranger to this sort of things. When Even when he is saying stuff like that, you know, you, you, you know you've screwed up. But, you know, Bennington, it's just – there's just no use for – there's just no need for something like that. And especially after just two nights prior, he tries to go out there and check Jordan Stahl to the boards. And you all know this. Stahl is a big dude. Like, he, he towers over most players – in this league and, and Saul, you know, he actually checked him back and Bennington got the worst of it. It's just, he's a man child. He doesn't know, no, to not lose his cool. That's who he's been throughout his career. And honestly, I don't know if it's going to change at this point. The Penguins, they blitzed him in that game. They blitzed him. Um, and basically every start that he's made against them throughout his career. And I touched on this in my Friday episode. I said this to you guys. I said, you know, Get under his skin. Get in his crease. Make him mad. Sure enough, the Penguins did all that. And what do you know? He gets kicked out of the game. Thomas Grace goes in, falls right when he's getting his water bottle. Things did not get that much better for the Blues after Bennington got pulled. So um, that was the biggest storyline, um, I think, of the game. And you know, I think it also overshadowed a, a really impressive performance from the Penguins. Again, this was this is another big team a heavier team it's not like a carolina team it's not like i don't know maybe tampa bay something like that toronto if i had to make another uh you know contrast for another team um the penguins they they do well against these kind of teams a team like st louis team like vegas you know those heavier teams that can't skate as well as the penguins do the penguins they struggle a bit more when they do have to go up and face a team like carolina who can only skate with the penguins they can probably skate faster than the penguins so um, this will be the type of team that I would like to see the Penguins draw in the playoffs if they do make it, just because you know they know how to play against those teams. And you know, at five v five, this game was not close. The Penguins, um, well, almost just dropped my phone. Excuse me. Fifty-seven point seven percent of the shot attempts were per sixty at five v five. Scoring chance wise, the Penguins had sixty-three percent of those. High danger, sixty-eight percent of those, and then sixty-three percent of the expected goals. So a very Strong performance and even strength. If you go to special teams, it gets even better. Penguins have 58% of the attempts. Actually, actually, excuse me, at all situations. 58% of the shot attempts there. 60% of the scoring chances. 60% of the high danger chances. And 57% of the expected goals. So um, a very ho-hum uh, performance like there from the Penguins. But, you know, this this was a game, you know, right off rip where you knew the Penguins were going to get the result. The vibe check was there. They were skating the Blues into oblivion. Uh, Bennington was not looking sharp. Tristan was making some strong save as well. And when you get the top six rolling and Kasperi Kampman gets his hat trick, and I'm going to lead off the second segment uh, talking about that. Um, and you, you continue to defend well, and Tristan Jari makes the saves. You know, that that leads to a win 99.9999999% of the time. So um, 
overall, I thought team-wise a very good performance from this team. And, you know, <laughs> it's always always something funny happens, it feels like, when the Penguins play the Blues. So this is, I believe, the second time in a row now where Bennington has started in Pittsburgh and he's had a hissy fit. Not as bad um, as this latest one, the one last year, but it was still one that was definitely up there, to say the least. You know, people, and I, I'm sure there are people that maybe listen to the show that were there when Henrik Lundqvist flipped the net over its moorings when, you know, everyone was calling him a piss baby and all that stuff. This is that times 1,000. Bennington just lost his cool and, you know, just turned. I, I always love seeing that guy get punked. You know, he's – honestly, I feel like he's going to get what's coming to him one day. I think there's going to be a player that just roll, comes after him and just punches him with that with his helmet off. Obviously, I don't think you want to punch someone with, with their helmet on because you're just going to break your finger or something like that. But um, I think if he comes out to play the puck one time and a player's coming in and they see what they, he did to Jordan Stahl and what happened with Jason Zucker, would not surprise me if a player just takes a run at him and just tries to deck him. I, I just I think that's going to be coming sooner rather than later. But, you know, it stinks that that overshadowed a really good Penguins performance, but we had to talk about it and just how Bennington continues to screw the Blues and – well, that's a team that really needs to get a lot right right now, to say the least. But uh, that wraps up this first segment for today's episode. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to get into Kasperi Kapanen and what the heck has gotten into him, what has really been just driving this hot streak from him and just overall other player performances that I really enjoyed in that game against St. Louis. But before we get to that, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I start taking athletic greens because, you know, sometimes I didn't have time in the morning to really fully work out. I wanted more energy when I would wake up, hate taking pills and vitamins. Those are the main three reasons, um, I think. So you all are probably wondering, what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of, gram of sugar, no GMOs. There's no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. It also supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's trusted by numerous professional athletes. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash financial network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash financial network. Take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Lawrence Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, um, obviously, the big storyline from this game, another, I guess another big storyline from this game for the Penguins, Kasperi Kapanen, four goals in his last two games, gets a hat trick against the Blues. You all are probably wondering, what's going on? Why is he all of a sudden starting to turn this around? And, you know, right now, I kind of see this as a mirage. I don't think this is going to last. Would love for him to prove me wrong. But, you know, I, I feel like I've seen this story before where he's just going to go into another big rut and then he'll have another couple of good games and we'll all be praising about it 
and then the same thing will happen. So right now, I'm just going to keep my expectations low. But you know, that said, I think the, main, the one of the main reasons why he's playing well right now, he's going to the net a lot more, and I think that's probably what he's just been being told to do in practice, just because you know when you've seen him struggle a lot this season, where is he at? Point towards the boards not near the circles, not near the slot, not near the net front area. He's not getting to the dangerous areas of the ice. And now that he is, he's starting to get rewarded. Has he had a couple of, of good luck goals? Sure. That also plays a role, but you know, he's parking himself right in the blue paint and he's cleaning up garbage. And you know, that's sometimes what you need to do to get yourself back going. You know, the, the game against Vegas, for example, that goal, where is he at? directly to the side of the net 10 feet out the goals that he scored against st louis where was he right in front of the net right near the net right near the net he's not even 15 to 20 feet out using his release or anything like that no he is right in that patrick hornquist type area where he is cleaning up garbage and that's why you're seeing him have a lot of success right now is because he's getting to those good areas where you can score goals in the nhl and i hope that he does keep this up i want him to prove me wrong. It's just, we've seen this story before where he doesn't, you know, follow up these performances with more consistent uh, games and you just see him go back to being inconsistent. And then that leads to a healthy scratch and all that. But, you know, I am glad that he is more confident right now. The Penguins have badly needed some other depth scoring this season, just because Jeff Carter is not playing well. Denton Heinen is a healthy scratch. Brock McGinn's been playing a bit decent. Josh Archibald's been fine. Ryan Paling's okay. You know, Teddy Bluger, he's been all right, but you know, they haven't had that that player yet outside, I guess, of McGinn and maybe Archibald to a smaller degree where, you know, you're really feeling that oomph from the bottom six where you feel like you can definitely count on this player to score for you on a nightly basis. And I mean, no disrespect to Archibald or Paling or Bluger and all those guys. They can score for this team, but, you know, could you really count on them to score, you know, like once a week or something in that bottom six? No, I feel like, you know, for a team that wants to be deep and wants to run full four lines, you need to rely on some at least one player just from that bottom six to score, you know, once a week when you have three to four games, something like that. And, you know, maybe that's going to be happening. Who knows? I'm not going to put my hopes up for it. But, you know, I think that's what they want him to be right now. And I think that's the main reason, again, why he is going. He's going, he's going to those um, those dirty areas. And, you know, I think his all-around game right now is really good. His underlings are awesome. He's a really good fit on that third line down there with Carter. Funny enough, you know, Carter's not really dragging him down. You know, McGinn, I think, is playing really well with him. And, you know, he's being rewarded. And I'm glad, you know, four goals in two games. He gets off the snod um, a little bit. And, you know, I think he was one of the big reasons why this team won on Saturday. Brian Russ gets his first goal in what feels like a month or two. This point had a four-point night as well. Yeah, He had been trending in that direction for I would say the past week or two, was getting some quality looks, just wasn't putting the puck in the back of the net. You saw that happen um, this time uh, on Saturday. Really nice release from him. Hopefully that gets him going because, you know, we've seen this from Russell White. I believe it was, what, three, four years ago. He had a really poor start to the season, had a few goals in like 20-something games, comes out after that, scores eight goals in his next six games, and then is consistent the rest of the way. Could we see that here? Maybe, but... It, you know, it, it would not surprise me to say to say the least, just because he's been on those kind of heaters before. He he's always been kind of a streaky player, but when he's on, um, there are not many players on this team who you know can get as hot. Um, 
as him said, doing said things, you know, get, gets one of the uh, gets gets another one of those goals. And then Jason Zucker, of course, you know, he uh, gets the goal that really pissed off Bennington to, to a degree. Going back to said a little bit, he continues to, you know, it's, it's ho-hum for him as well. Top five and five on five points this season, definitely making his case to win the Hart Trophy so far. I think he's been one of the five best players in hockey uh, so far. So, um, you know, all the forwards, I thought, mostly played. I think, yeah, I don't think any back forward played bad defensively. I continue to be wowed by P.O. Joseph. His decision-making is spectacular. I mean, he continues to join the rush a lot more, continuing to get quality looks in the offensive zone, breaking up plays. This was a 5-2, 6-2 game late in the third period. And he's putting his body on the line to break up two-on-ones, just playing great, also one-on-one defending in his own zone. He is feeling it right now. This is the player that I think a lot of people envision him to be, myself included. I didn't think he was going to reach it this season just because I didn't know if he was going to play a lot of minutes, but I'm glad that he has so far because he has been awesome. Again, I'm almost just running out of things to say about him at this point. Jeff Petrie, I think he's been playing a lot better as of late. Hasn't had the goal scoring yet, but you know he's still playing reliable top pairing minutes for this team alongside Marcus Pedersen. I'm glad that Mike Sullivan went back to that pairing because I really do enjoy that one. Dumoulin, he continues to be sheltered a little bit, had a, had a better bounce back game against the Blues. And then Chad Weedle, uh, best number seven defenseman in the league. Tristan Jari, you know, I think that he wanted the, which one was it? Yeah, I believe it was the first goal. I think he probably wanted that one back. It wasn't the Tarasenko goal. That was a really nice shot. I think the, the one by Buchnevich that made it two to one. Um, I, I just... You know, I thought that was a little weak, uh, but for his standards, it comes from the far right circle, far right circle, kind of close to like the, the red line towards the back, um, behind the net, and just was a, a weird angle. When uh, he got a piece of it, not enough, but still, no screen in front of him. I feel like he has to have that one, and I think he'll clean that up. But still, um, outside of that, really strong performance and just a good, you know, game for the Penguins overall. So that's really all I have to say about the Blues game at this point. You know, where we're going to move on to Columbus now and. Um, we're going to be previewing that game here coming up in this final segment. But, but before we get to that, my wonderful bet online overlay for the YouTube audience for you all, uh, it's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, analysis. That is been online. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. You can head to the website today or use your phone to learn more. That has been online where the game starts. All right, I'm back on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Eleanor Swift Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So... <clears throat> Uh, game two out of four against the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Penguins won the first one six to three in Columbus. Remember that was when they were down two nothing and three one. And the Penguins scored five on the answer goals uh, to beat the Jackets. That was in uh, what late October, one of their first games of the season. That was when they were really humming at that point. And the Penguins, you know, they, they play this Columbus team so well. Uh, it is it, it is crazy. In their last 20 games against the Jackets, dating back to February of 2017, they are 16 and 3 and 1 against the Jackets all time against them. They've won 33 of 47 meetings, 33 and 10 and 4, and all time 
at home against the Jackets. The Penguins are 19 and 4 and 0. Those stats come courtesy of the Penguins PR team. I love getting their emails um, and being on the media list for that. Um, this game will also wrap up the uh, five game homestand where the Penguins have gone 2 and 1 and 1. Um, the Penguins at home this season, they are 6 and 3 and 2. Um, so this is a big one. You know, they have another home game coming up. Uh, on this Saturday, but they still have to go on the road after that. Then they'll also play Dallas on that Monday. So they still have a ton of home games uh, coming up, but you know, this will wrap up their five game homestand. Uh, the Jackets this season, just not, not good enough. You know, I thought they were maybe, I mean, how do I want to say this? I thought they could be a, maybe a small sleeper team, but I just didn't really see it out there as well. Um, I just thought they were, you know, I think if everything broke right, they could have been a, um, a team that could make a little bit of noise and push for a spot. But so far their goaltending has stunk. They have no depth defensively. They've been hurt all year. They've, they battled injuries up front as well. And, you know, Johnny Goudreau can't do it by himself. And that's why you see them towards the bottom of the Eastern conference right now. Right. Um, you look at their lines, uh, Johnny Goudreau, Boone Jenner, Patrick Laine on the top line. I'm, I'm sorry. You're not a serious Stanley Cup contender with Boone Jenner as your top line center. I mean, that's just not, you know, he's he's maybe a good second, third line center. He's not a first line center. I don't care if you have Johnny Goudreau on your left wing. Uh, second line, Gustav Nyquist, Jack Roslovich, and Kent Johnson. You are Chikinov, uh, Cole Sillinger, and then Kirill Marchenko on the third line. Sillinger, he was one of their top young players who was expected to make a big jump this season. So far, that has not happened. Um, he's just, you know, definitely, I think, feeling it. So far this season, as I, as I just make sure I see his stats here. Yeah, two goals, five points in 23 games. That comes after a 16-goal, 31-point campaign in 79 games last season. Um, I know he's 19, has a lot of room to grow, but I don't think the Blue Jackets saw him play in, you know, like this this season. And on the fourth line, Sean Corrali with Matthew Oliver and Eric Robinson. Defensively, uh, <clears throat> that is when they are they are really hurt. Adam Boquist, Zach Wierenski, and Jake Bean are all out. They, the Blue Jackets will also have Jake, Jacob Voracek out for this game. Uh, so that's forward-wise, of course. So defensively, um, on their top pairing, Vladislav Gabrikov and Marcus Bjork, Jake Christensen, Eric Goodbranson, and then Andrew Peake is on the bottom pairing with Gavin uh, Bayreuther. Just you know, at that, you know, I probably don't even know half of those players' names. You know, that just goes how banged up they are. Um, in terms of keys for this matchup, you know, the Penguins just, I mean, Outside of showing up, you know, they just got to keep peppering the opposing goaltender. I mean, they, they, they've played Merzlikens um, pretty well throughout his career. I mean, he's given up, you know, three, four, four-plus goals in multiple starts against the Penguins. Jonas Corposalo, uh, not that much better, uh, to be honest. And I was making sure the Blue Jackets do not play tonight. And no, they, they do not. This will not be a back-to-back for them. Um, honestly, outside of showing up, the Penguins, they should be able to win this game. But again, you know, there's it's any given night in the NHL. Um, you know, Johnny Goudreau, always be on the lookout for him. He is a superstar in this league. Patrick Laine, I don't think he was in the lineup the last time these two teams played. He is a sniper, one of their best goal scorers. Boone Jenner, is, you know, he's played decently well against the Penguins over the years. Gustav Nyquist has also had their number uh, at times. Um, so I know this team is at the bottom of the division, but the Penguins, you know, they, they still got to show up. You know, you don't want to just, you know, Drop two points for the sake of dropping two points. You know they've they've won nine of their last thirteen games. They're playing well. You want to make sure that continues on Tuesday. Got to sell out their power play. They can put out a lot of talent um, on that unit. Even though Wenzel's on on there, you know Goudreau, Lane, you know Roslovich can really fire the puck. 
you know, Marchenko, Marcus Bjork, it looks like is quarterbacking it. Um, but as long as Goudreau is on there, you always have to be on high alert. So um, that will mainly do it for this preview of the game against the Jackets. It's a game that the Penguins should be able to win. Um, they play this team very well over the years. The Penguins, knock on wood, have yet to suffer a regulation loss against Metropolitan opponents this season. Um, I believe so far they're uh, 3-0-1, 3-0-1, 4-0-1, if that um, sounds right. Yeah, because they beat Washington, they beat Philadelphia, they beat Columbus, lost to Carolina in overtime, 3-0-1. I don't think they've played any of the other Metropolitan teams. I'm just double-checking that as of right now. Um, no, they've not played the Devils yet, haven't played the Islanders, haven't played the Rangers um yeah yeah so that that does line up yeah so the penguins three one one against metro teams here they'll put that um on the line on tuesday um hopefully there'll be a bigger crowd for this one i know the crowds have just not been there lately i don't i think it's just a multitude of reasons it's getting cold a lot of construction around the arena um, but i don't know you know this is a rivalry game so hopefully a lot more fans will show up uh for this one but We'll see how the Penguins can do against the Jackets. They'll go for two more points in the standings as they look to stay in uh, the top eight of the Eastern Conference as they've gotten back into playoff positioning. So again, that'll do it for this one. Hope you all enjoyed listening to it. And I'll be back with another episode on Tuesday.